0: The following show will contain spoilers, but trust us, you'll want to hear about it anyway.
1: You little turds are going to have to learn you can't run from the ice cream man! Welcome
0: to subversive City. These films risk causing harm! They should be banned! I'd like to do any of these two guys at the same time. What? Hell yeah! I don't owe you any book. No more books! Hello and welcome back to the show. Sorry again uh, for having missed last week, but if you uh, heard the missing reel uh, update, you'll know that it's because I am a new father and I am still trying to get my hands around time and time management. So thank you for your patience. Now that we're back, first of two episodes coming to you, this week first one we are rounding out a very very infamous trilogy the human centipede we're hitting up human centipede 3 the final sequence from 2015 directed yet again by tom six and to talk about it our resident human centipede specialist that is chris chris is back to the show how are you chris hello everyone he is very very happy to have rounded this out before we get into the whole thing, just want to let everybody know what's up. So we here at Subversive Cinema, we talk about the weird, wacky, and downright wrong entries in cinematic history, and we try to unlock what makes these perfect. The, what makes these films so unique? It's their subversive sauce, and we do that through character story and what the fuck. And as already mentioned, we are trying to look at the collective works of Tom Six within the Human Centipede trilogy, and we are now bringing that act to a close so chris you had heard of part three correct
1: i heard of part three yes i did hear of it but i didn't know anything uh uh, anything about it other than you know after seeing the first one and then the second one i figured the third one would be um fairly similar to those and uh and it wasn't
0: (laughs) (laughs) no it was not so uh are you glad that not only did I make you watch this film, but I made you watch all three. So how does that, how does that make you feel?
1: You know, I, I look at things differently after seeing these films. And one thing I'll say about the third one is, honestly, if you want to make the first human centipede look like an award-winning film, like Godfather status type of movie, watch the third one, then watch the first one. <laughs> <laughs> And you will see the first one by far was the cinematic masterpiece. (laughs) Yes, yes.
0: So to the uninitiated, Human Centipede, the trilogy, it just builds upon each other. And they constantly try to out-meta the previous one. And it all revolves around the idea of sewing someone's mouth to another person's asshole. And all the fun that comes along with that. So the first film was really more of a psychological horror with a little bit of body horror to it, but it was relatively, in terms of, you know, violence and graphic nature, pretty tame. The second one, he just went for broke. He made that as utterly graphic as he could. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was incredibly violent, incredibly disturbing. Very gruesome to watch. And the third one, I, I don't even know what the hell he was going for. It is a caricature of itself and everything that came before it. So, let's talk about Human Centipede 3 from 2015. It's a story about a state-run prison, an insane warden, his creepy assistant, and Tom Six jumping the shark. Mm -hmm. This movie did not need to be made. I'm just going to put it out there right away. Did not have to be made. He could have easily made the Human Centipede, the first sequence, and then the Human Centipede Full sequence and called it a day. Then he decided to go ahead and, and and in my mind effectively shit on the legacy, if you can call it that. Of he
1: ruined, before. he ruined the human centipede legacy. Which just saying that, just saying that. But after you see the third one, only after seeing all three and then and seeing the third one can you fully understand that he actually ruined the human centipede franchise with <laughs> with this film. Ruinous.
0: So one thing I I, I love is that he always has a tagline with a percentage in each of his posters. So the first one was 100% medically accurate. The second one was 100% medically inaccurate. And this one is 100% politically incorrect. The gist of this film is we're taken to a prison in the middle of the desert, in the middle of nowhere. And Dieter Lasser, who played the doctor in the first one, he came back and he is playing the warden. And we have Lawrence Harvey, who is the villain of the second film, Mm -hmm. playing his sidekick. And Eric Roberts playing the governor of this region or this state. uh, state. Look, I I don't even remember because I wasn't paying attention. But suffice to say, this prison is getting in big trouble. And they're about to lose funding, yada, yada, yada. So Lawrence Harvey's character once again turns to the human centipede like he did in part two. And he sees this as an opportunity to fix things. So his character, Dwight, says, hey, hey, Bill Boss, the warden of the prison, and says, we should do what they did in these movies. And when the governor shows up, Governor Hughes, played by Eric Roberts, they pitch this idea that, hey, you know, we got this thing. We're going to keep everybody in check and, and all this stuff. And it just gets ridiculous from there. And we are treated to Dieter running around, screaming at the top of his lungs most of the film, firing his gun willy-nilly, he's spouting racist stuff, he's spouting all sorts of things. And then we also have porn star Brie Olsen playing yeah. his secretary. Yes. And boy, oh boy, I feel so bad for her because she is just subjugated to the worst of the worst treatment and it just still doesn't turn out well for her. No. No. Just to give you a taste of some of the the, the tastelessness that's in this movie... This is a special item that Warden Bill Boss just ordered and he's so excited to have it. Let's see why. So disgusting. What is that? Tribe leaders in Africa, chew them for unbelievable strength. Yeah, but what exactly is it? Right, glitteruses. What? Clitoris. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So we we're only twelve minutes in, and he's already eating. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Dry, dried clitorises from 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 Africa. It, the whole thing is just so unnecessary and
1: and so outlandish. I mean, you want to say that it's suspension of disbelief, right? But if you look at the first one, like. You could see potentially maybe something like that could happen in real life. That 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 triggers your mind a little bit. Yeah. The second one we know was just off the wall, but whatever. It was still not like this one. Everything about this movie was so Atlantis. Dried clitorises, He's murdering inmates. He's the warden. He's just firing his gun in the middle of the prison. He's shooting people. I mean, it's just unbelievable. I mean, there's no part of this movie that says you know what I can relate to this. In real life, and that's just yeah, it was just it was just bad. I don't even know what to say.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it gets it gets really crazy. And so, one thing that I thought was really you know clever about the second one, not to not to harp on all the previous ones because that's what we're here for, but the second one took the idea that you know the the first film was a film, and it inspired somebody to do these heinous things, mm-hmm. and that was part of what made it a delightfully creepy film was that's reality. Well what if somebody did do this? The storyline was 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 semi-believable. Yeah. And now you have them watching it this just as the second one began with footage of the end of the first one. This film begins with footage of the end of the second one. And it just it just sort of again it's just layers of layer of meta and it there's there's no need. Look, let's just get right into it. Let's talk about some characters. So Chris, were there any characters that stood out to you and why?
1: Uh, obviously, the main character, the warden, he stood out and and the accountant, just because they were brought. Now, I think it was clever how they were brought back yeah, um, from the first two into the third one. So I do I do like that. Um, I know Tom Six was actually in this one. Uh, yep. Uh, so I like how how they 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 kind of tied that in, like there was some clever points of it if the story and the whole acting was better and when I say the acting screaming is just not acting
0: (laughs) what about this scene uh, with Bill Uh, see if you can tell what's going on here
1: Uh, 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 uh. come on. Small lion. Yeah, that was, that was, uh, that was Brie (laughs) Olsen.
0: Was was that not compelling acting of a man reaching the climax of his experience? (laughs) Yeah, okay.
1: Another unnecessary scene it was In an
0: unnecessary film all it did was show for that particular sequence you know the accountant's infatuation with with Bree's character Daisy but speaking of characters that did uh, interest me Daisy yeah it's just, it, I just you just feel so bad for her
1: yeah it, you know you 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 look at her i mean you look at the doctor who who who, who did all this. And obviously I think, I think didn't the warden have something on the doctor and that's why he was there. I can't remember. Oh yes.
0: The doctor whose medical license was revoked and he couldn't practice medicine anywhere else uh, except uh, except for here. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's just clearly a very fractured situation. Yeah. I got to give a shout out to classic actor Tom Lister Jr. He played the inmate who had his arm broken in the very beginning. You have seen this guy on Friday, Fifth Element, yeah. Dark Knight, Jackie it, yeah, Brown. Yeah, I think
1: it was Debo and, Ele- and it, it was Debo Friday.
0: and Friday. Yeah. That's the big, big thing. Yeah, it was
1: funny to see him in this. Actually, I was surprised. It, it
0: was. It was fun. <laughs> and also, you know, you just had a lot of little character people popping in. Then you had Robert Lazzardo, who played the inmate who got his balls cut off.
1: Yes, he was in a couple of things that I've seen him in. Like, wasn't he in Oz? Oh, he's been in tons of stuff, he's been A lot of tons stuff. and
0: tons of stuff. The guy yeah. has over 180 credits.
1: I was actually shocked to see those two in this movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, look, here's the thing with, with Robert Lazardo. He's the dude that if you, and look, he plays the same type of character, essentially. He's, he's a tatted out guy who looks like a gangbanger. And he knows, look, he knows his brand, and he plays that in every single fucking thing he does. And he does it great. Yeah. But it was, yeah, it's just interesting when you see these people who you know from other things and then they play in this film. And you know that I don't think anybody really knew what the deal was with the film entirely. I think they just did it because the other two Human Centipede movies had happened and they just wanted to be a part of the universe without really knowing what the final result was. They
1: should have read the script.
0: They should have. I mean, look, you even have... Akihiro from the very first film, the guy who is the the first section yeah. of the centipede, he plays an inmate. He does a little a little bit part in this, so they got him back. Yeah, it's it's interesting, man. And of course, and we have Eric fucking Roberts, who you know he'll do anything for a paycheck these days. <laughs> so here we are. So yeah, lots <laughs> lots of characters, lots of yelling.
1: It's such a train wreck. Like I mean. I'm looking at the notes and there's nothing even for me to bring up because it's just it was just such a disaster. <laughs> I do like the fact that one of the, in one of the scenes and I'm just I know we're bouncing around a little bit but in in one of the scenes where where um they brought back up, it's 100% medically accurate. And they said yeah. it like five times Yes, when they were talking about doing this. It's like, no, it's 100% medically accurate. Yes, 100% medically accurate. <laughs> <laughs> was, that was pretty funny. I'm not gonna lie, that was- Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, as we transition, uh, let's, let's talk about what made sense and what was funny and what wasn't. Um, let's talk about the story, but to transition, let's, uh, let's have a little bit of setup from our boys here, Bill Boss and Dwight Butler. We've got to make a human centipede of our prisoners. sewn so nice ass to mouth, sharing one digestive system. No more prison fights. No more assaults on guards. No more disrespect. They will literally be on their knees begging for your mercy. And it's the ultimate deterrent for those considering a career in crime. It's brilliant. We don't gotta deal with their shit no more. They just gotta deal with each other. What? That B-movie shit. <laughs> Impossible. No, it is possible. That's why I'll let Daisy make an appointment with Mr. Tom Six Creator of these films, he claims that it's 100% medically accurate. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and, then,
1: and then he said it multiple times. The doctor said yes. it one time. I mean, they just they just kept going into it. It was it was pretty good.
0: <laughs> oh yes, and and then of course. <laughs> so th- look, then you have Tom Six come in who who <laughs> explains things. Boy, oh boy, yeah. <laughs> Well, it is 100% medically accurate. I consulted a real surgeon in Amsterdam, and he made a very detailed operation report for me. And he said he could actually make a human centipede in his hospital. I brought the uh, operation report and the drawings.
1: So maybe you can have a look at that. <sighs> okay. What do you think, Doc? Well, from what I see here, uh, it looks medically accurate.
0: <laughs> so much medically accurate!
1: Okay. He's looking at a fucking sketch on a piece of paper. And I love like... it.
0: He is literally looking at the sketch that fucking Tom Six drew himself. <laughs> it's the same goddamn sketch that they used in the first one. It is. <laughs> so, the story... <sighs> Look, does it make sense? No, it's absolutely absurd, but it's not hard to follow. You have corrupt warden with a shitty prison and a really cockeyed, you know, accountant who brings up this perverse series of movies and says, how we control the prisoners and how we control the costs is by stitching them ass to mouth and let them just hang out in the yard all day. And he doesn't think any further beyond the logical, you know, consequences of this and the one thing i will say that is a saving grace is when we get to the end and you do see this gigantic centipede of prisoners the the governor is what he's absolutely horrified by what he sees and that that at least reaffirms that this is a fucking absurd idea so i think story wise it made sense i'm not saying it's the best story it's not but i think the story was was pretty clear the story was clear. It was it, it was just it was just terrible.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Valid point. <laughs> we understood what was going on. <laughs> yes. it, it, it you didn't need to bring out a flow chart and a bunch of explanations. So yeah. let's get to the real meat and potatoes of this. Then. Let's let's talk about the what the fuck man, you know, we already talked. I alluded to one earlier. Yeah. The guy getting his balls cut off. Yeah. And that was, yeah. that was fun. But what took it to the next level was the fact that <laughs> he wanted to have them fried up so he could eat them. And yep. he covered them in so much salt and pepper with his little <laughs> electric grinders. He, he had the electric
1: pepper grinder. <laughs> it was amazing. It was so bad. It was oh, so bad. Uh,
0: He's he really goes to town on this. Let's
1: see.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then he makes the sign of the cross before he eats. But he he douses that thing with salt and pepper. I mean, that's all you're gonna taste. Yeah. I don't think he's really good at getting any of the sinewy, gamey nature of of the testicle but you know
1: yeah what one of the one of the what the fuck moments for me and i i know it was like a dream sequence but uh yes when, oh i love that fucked in the kidney
0: <laughs> yes i love it because the guy says i'm gonna stab you and then i'm gonna fuck you where i stabbed you
1: <laughs> yes and Fantastic. and he proceeded to do that yes and they showed it till his completion inside
0: (laughs) yes it was spectacular that that happened that was one of those sequences where okay that was almost worth the price of admission because it was so goddamn absurd that that was definitely worth it unbelievable
1: and then and then for me like after after Briolson, which I guess her name was Tits in the uh, in the movie. Well,
0: her name's Daisy, but yes, that's what he <laughs> called her. No, yes.
1: Daisy, it is Daisy. I know that, but that's what he called her all whole yes. time. Um after after the the inmates got into, you know, to his office and kind of beat her up and then she was in the hospital, he he had to come in and rape her while she was in a coma. Yeah, that was pretty pretty fucked was, up. It was that was that was pretty messed up. And then after all that, he put her in the centipede, and she wasn't even an inmate.
0: <laughs> yeah, he, uh, you know, again, he's just such a dick. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, you know, speaking of the kidney fuck, you know, let's hear a bit of that.
1: <laughs> oh
0: This shit feels good. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I totally forgot that in his fucking fever dream thing. Yeah. He's watching. He's, he's watching Dwight blow a prisoner.
1: Yes. Yes. That's right. I forgot it's about so that. So random.
0: Totally, totally forgot about happening. that. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, and the best part is that all that happened is because he's sleeping on a burnt cigar. So it made him have that transference into his dream. But yes. <laughs> wow okay so and, and one other thing that I thought was
1: was not so fucked up as far as the gore factor but just fucked up as far as like the blatant disrespect to yes. his accountant when they go and show the centipede to the governor and they're walking around it he walks to the end of the centipede and he's like his ass is dirty I run a clean prison and made the accountant wipe the ass of the centipede oh, <laughs>
0: Ah, uh, you it know what? Up. And it was his idea. <laughs> it it was. I I remember that because it's right here.
1: I want perfection in my penitentiary. Inmates shall feel well and clean. Understand? Wipe it. <laughs> oh, I
0: apologize.
1: Oh, 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 oh. In the oh. beginning, things are not always perfect. Oh. Please follow me for another interesting insight so he wants he wants it to be clean my inmates are going to be clean yet they're eating their own shit or the other person's shit in front of them but his ass has to be clean
0: yeah (laughs) um yeah he makes the accountant do it yes yes he does (laughs) it's just so maniacal how everything just happens in this movie. It's its one piece of extreme behavior to the next. It, it is just one big what the fuck, but you know what? It's not in the same vein as the second one. The second one was full of what the fuck from moment to moment because it was just aberrant deviant behavior. This is just one fucking lunatic running around and just being Crazy. I mean, look, I mean, at some point, he runs outside to fucking yell at a bald eagle. Now yeah. it's
1: hell on earth, dammit, scum <laughs> of the universe!
0: Sometimes you just run outside to yell at a bald eagle. <laughs>
1: you know i just want to know what was going through everyone's heads when they were working on this and watching these scenes be filmed and just what they thought about the movie that they were going to be in
0: <laughs> i think i can answer that question it's probably sort of like this
1: yo what the fuck is this <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <actually>. um <laughs> And, 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 and back to how many people are involved in watching this happen. Look in the movie at the medical staff that is, that is in, the, in the tent that they put up when they were doing this. There must have been hundreds of people who were working on this centipede. And not one person was a whistleblower. Like that's a really valid... Yeah, that's a valid point. There's so much going on. Wait a minute. We're going, we're sewing sewing all the inmates' ass to mouth, and we're going to be okay with that. (laughs) Like,
0: (laughs) oh my God. Speaking of sewing inmates' ass to mouth, how could we forget about one of the really supreme what the fuck moments of when Tom Six is watching them actually pull people together and we are treated to an up close shot of a mouth? And an anus getting sewn together. What about you,
1: six, having a hard on? (laughs) Look at this. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Six, I'm going to show you some human centipede improvement. Copyright from the boss. <sighs> it, 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 I mean, you just can't put it into words. It, no. You know, it, it, there's nothing to say about it.
0: Uh, Well, actually, I think that this this clip that we play in the beginning of the show, and from this film itself, actually sums it all up. These films risk causing harm. They should be burned! (laughs) Yes.
1: (laughs) But I didn't feel so strongly about the first two, about how bad they were, because... I, I went into them not knowing anything about them, not hearing any of what anybody said about them, and I just watched them, and yeah, you know, the second one was, you know, I mean, they're, they're all, they're fucked up movies, but you you can understand it and get it. This one, I totally don't fucking, I understand the story, I don't understand why, just why, and no. That that's all. That just no no.
0: <laughs> there was really no need for this. It, it just didn't have to exist. And I think it. He had an idea for a trilogy. Perhaps he even had the loose idea of the crux of it would be making one giant fuck off centipede. So where else to do it but a prison? But I don't know if it was necessarily successful. <laughs> yeah. You know, the the second movie was panned by a lot of critics because of its extreme content. And you know, I I get it, but I'm also, you know, I disagree. This one was critically panned. It's got a five metacritic out of a hundred. And I, I I completely understand why. So, you yeah. know.
1: It it was such a waste of time. <laughs>
0: yeah. Definitely not one of the high points, uh, for me, I would say. No. So out of all three, Chris, which one was your favorite and why
1: you you know i'm still gonna go back to the first one and i'm gonna say the first one was my favorite and i know it's a cliche everybody says the first one's the best and all that they never you know i i I think the first one for me when i first watched it it gave me that feeling of like you know yes it's a little far-fetched but it is something that could happen you know girls are running through, their car broke down, all of a sudden they come up along a house and then they don't know what they're walking into and all of a sudden, bam, you know, and you hear about people disappearing all the time. And, you you know, it's, it's something that could be feasible in real life. That's something that could happen. People could disappear and you don't know what's happening and there's this crazy doctor who's doing these experiments or whatever it is. And that part to me, I felt was very realistic. So I like the first one the best. The first one is what, what got me, and that's why I said the third one really, you know, made the first one look like a better movie than it actually was, um, <laughs> because the third one was just so bad. The second one I didn't dislike, but yeah, it was it was very very outlandish and just like a gore fest. So for those reasons, I understand why people probably slam that one, but the first one for sure because it it was it wasn't what it showed; it's what it didn't show that actually got your imagination, you know. Really, really working and saying, "Wow, this is you know, this is some fucked up shit," and that's why I like the first one the best. Yeah.
0: Makes sense. Makes sense. All right, time for the big, important question. So, how subversive, how how saucy was this particular installment? Saucy <laughs> on the scale of one to ten.
1: <laughs> I, I, I I mean, I, how yeah, subversive? One, one is the worst, right? Yes. Yeah. All right. Can I do a negative number? <laughs> <sighs> I'm gonna put it at a negative five.
0: Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Well we'll we'll reach the bottom of it. We'll hit we'll hit one. <laughs> Thank you for your negative five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was uh that's something special, this movie. So um uh... Uh, Eric Roberts, what, what have you got to say? Gentlemen,
1: this is exactly what America needs. This may even get me elected president. You've
0: convinced me, it's a genius. Don't change a goddamn thing, my pals in D.C. They won't believe their nearsighted eyeballs. <laughs> okay. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> you okay. Know, that's just,
1: yeah. You. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, look, you want to know, you want to see it for yourself, decide, and let me know if you agree or disagree with us. You can find this movie at AMC Plus. You can also find it on IFC Films Unlimited, and you can buy or rent it from Prime Video. Uh, of course, there's always the DVD, Blu-ray route as well. But look, again, you heard it here. Watch it for yourself. Don't uh, don't just take our word for it make your own opinions and share that opinion with me at subversive cinema show at gmail.com. Chris, I want to thank you so very much for putting yourself through. I'm going to say collectively about four and a half to five, maybe even five and a half hours worth of centipede action. So uh, thank you for that.
1: Yeah. You're you're welcome.
0: Yeah. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. And I cannot wait to see what we bring you back for. (laughs) Yeah. Me neither. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're a good sport. I appreciate it.
1: Well, it's a lot of, but I just want to say it was a lot of fun, and thank you very much, Art. I, it's, it's a pleasure to be a part of this, and, uh, yeah, I do look forward to doing doing some movies in the future. Um, just the, the, the Centipede 3 really jaded me, so I apologize.
0: <laughs> hey, no problem, man. I absolutely get it, and I appreciate you muscling through. There you go, folks. You heard about it. Human Centipede 3... The final sequence. Oh, man. (laughs) Go check it out. Let me know what you think. And until next time, stay subversive. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you leave us a review and a five-star rating at your preferred podcast provider. Tell a friend so they can check it out, too. And follow us on Instagram at subversive underscore cinema for more content. Subversive cinema.